welcome to the Cozy Co-Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Samira Kasai. I'm a trauma-informed healer and manifestation coach here to help you revolutionize your understanding of what you're capable of. Here on this podcast, I believe that you can have everything that you desire without bypassing your emotions. I'm here to help you graduate from good vibes only and actually hold space for all of your emotions while manifesting the exact life that you want. I help students do that in my group coaching program, Moody and Magnetic, where I teach for 16 weeks about trauma-informed manifestation and coach students directly through that process. If you're interested and want to learn more, stay tuned for this episode where I'll be digging into a really juicy topic about trauma-informed manifestation. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the Cozy Co-Creation Podcast. My name is Samara and I am so happy to be here with you. So today's episode is a little bit unlike anything I've released on the podcast before because it is a podcast exclusive. So normally I've been going live on Instagram and then recording those lives and using those as podcast episodes. But for today, you are just getting me laying in bed, talking into my phone, recording a podcast episode. And that feels really special. I'm really excited to do more of these. I've loved the podcast. I knew that I would for reasons that I have already stated in episode one. But it has really exceeded my expectations with how much... I've just enjoyed creating it and how much it's also just like really been speaking to you all. And so I'm just going to keep moving in this direction with the podcast and keep letting myself like create in the ways that feel really good for me and that feel like intrinsically fulfilling for me. And today I wanted to come onto the podcast and just talk to you a little bit about what I've been going through, just like a a little bit of a healing journey update for you all, what I'm processing in real time, and then just share a little bit about, I don't know, like what's been coming up for me as I'm processing these things and where I'm at now. This is really new for me. I haven't given like a real time update on my healing journey maybe ever in my business. I think I like to talk about things as they've been solidified or like I I like to share the things I've already overcome or the things that I already have learned and this episode is really just going to be me talking through where I'm at right now and what is on my heart today like what was I journaling about earlier today Um, and so yeah it's going to be a little bit different but Just for the context that you all might need, I am healing a lot recently around my relationship with myself and how I talk to myself. I've noticed that I bully myself a lot in my mind and I've been aware of this for years. Like it's not anything new to me that I bully myself. My partner has pointed this out too. I'm really mean to myself in my head and sometimes I say really mean things to myself and I'm starting to really soften into like 
I don't even know just where I feel like I can be kinder to myself without then problematizing the fact that I bully myself. It's like a multi-layered cake, right? Like layer one is, you know, I'm observing myself and I'm bullying myself. Layer two is I'm aware that I'm bullying myself, like that level of observation. And then layer three is like, how do I feel about the fact that I've been bullying myself? And then layer four is like, what can I do differently? And it is like a multi-layer thing. And every healing journey is like an onion, right? Like there's all the layers and you're always going to be peeling something back and peeling something back. And I think for me, I'm just really noticing that there is an opportunity for me to be kinder to myself around a lot of areas of my life, around my relationship with my body, around my relationship with my business, my relationship with my partner. Like There are so many areas of my life where I just hold myself to this all or nothing standard where if things aren't going in the way that I'd hoped they would go or if things are taking longer than I expected them to take, then I just get so mean to myself. And part of that is definitely because I grew up with abusive parents who would bully me, right? Like my parents bullied me for basically our entire relationship and they were very all or nothing like I may have mentioned this before but you know my dad both of my parents were teachers and they were very hard on me academically and when I was in early elementary school I wasn't performing super well in school and of course I'm perceiving this as a child so I don't exactly know what was happening but there was like a little bit of a concern for me academically and my parents like I remember those conversations about the concern for my academic performance being like the bane of my existence because my parents were so mean to me about it like it felt like the only way for me to be you know valid in their eyes and worthy of love was to perform academically and I wasn't doing it and that led to this entire like complex that I developed to overcompensate for this perceived stupidity and perceived unworthiness that came from the perceived stupidity and like that's another episode and I'm sure I'll share it with you all whenever the time is right but right now I wanted to just talk about this idea that I have taken on this behavior of perfectionism and really bullying myself like being so mean to myself about anything that doesn't seem to be going perfectly like if I miss a week or two of exercise I'll just basically be really mean and tell myself like okay well I'm not a person who exercises anymore like that was a thing I was doing but it's over now and like all of these things where I really disqualify myself from any sense of like pride or positivity or like gratitude because It feels like if something isn't going absolutely according to plan, it's going to shit. And that has come up in my business over the years. I will tell myself that no one wants to work with me or that no one sees the value of my work, 
even while I have clients and I have people paying me, if it's not the numbers that I expected or hoped for, I'll tell myself it's no one. And I will like really just get in my own head and be really mean to myself and just completely ignore the evidence that things are working out or the evidence that like, I don't know, that like things are going a lot better for me than I give myself credit for a lot of the times. And the reason why I wanted to talk to you all about this bullying conversation and this bullying dynamic, A, it's because it's something I haven't shared very openly about. Even I would say, I, I, I maybe I talked a little bit about it inside of one of my programs, but it's not something I really share. It's not something that comes up very frequently, but it's what's present for me right now. It's like really observing how mean I am to myself about any area of my life where something isn't meeting my own expectations. And part of that is like realizing that my expectations are self-imposed and realizing that I am the one who, I like it, it's very arbitrary. It's arbitrary if I feel good about how things are going, let's say in my business or I mean, my business is always a good example because, you know, a lot of you all listening can relate to that and you all either have businesses or have thought about having businesses. And so, um, and even if you don't have a business, like imagine there's something that means a lot to you that you put a lot of energy and effort into and that you have really big dreams for, like, and plug in business, right? Because that's how my business is for me. And so... This is something that I really feel is connected to my life's purpose. I feel like it's the highest contribution I could possibly make on the planet. And it means the world to me that this business flourish and thrive and help people in ways that like they're not being helped right now by the current self-help industry. Like I really see my business as this like disruption to the industry and not just the industry but like to the the mainstream conversations about mental health and spirituality and healing and and I know that there are so many things that people deserve that they're not getting and it feels like all the different aspects of my career and education and also just like personality and my own life experiences all roll up into this business and it it just feels like the expression of my heart and my soul and so it matters to me and given how much it matters to me I can put a lot of pressure on myself around it in ways that are actually detrimental and that don't help me make the contribution that I want to make so for example with this current moody and magnetic launch which is still open up until the 21st or I can't remember if it's the 21st or 22nd but basically until that period of time it's open for about another week um this launch has been filling a lot slower than I expected it to I really was like okay we're going to do a long pre-launch for like I want to say I did a pre-launch for six weeks And then we're going to have the cart open for two weeks and then seven people or so, seven to ten, are going to sign up and then that'll be that and then we'll move on, right? And 
the cart has been open for since October 5th. So for over a month, the cart has been open. So that's like more than double what I thought. And I have really been observing myself, talk to myself through this launch. And it's interesting because, of course, I always had the option to close the cart at any given time. And I've been toying with myself and thinking about, like, when would it feel good to close the cart? And it feels good right now to close the cart right before our first coaching call. So our first coaching call for Moody and Magnetic is the 22nd, which is why that is the deadline to sign up. But for a while, I was like, I really don't know what I'm going to do here. Do I leave it open until it has the numbers of people that I expected? Do I leave it open indefinitely? Like that was a conversation I had with myself. There was just a lot of like, what do I do? And as I was thinking about what do I do, there was also this question of like, how am I going to treat myself through this launch? Like, how, what am I going to make this mean about myself? And And not even just what am I going to make it mean because that's like one level of the question. But like what am I going to make this confirm? Because there are already so many disempowering things I could say about myself regardless of the launch, regardless of my business. And your brain and my brain, right, our brains are always gathering evidence for the different beliefs and conclusions that we have going on. And so... Am I going to use this launch as evidence to support some horrible conclusion that I have made about myself? Am I going to use this launch as evidence to support all of the narratives that exist in my head that are coming from my inner bully, right? Is my inner bully going to take this launch and throw it in my face and use it for years and years and years to come? to tell myself all of these horrible things about myself like these are all the questions that have been coming up in my head as this launch has unfolded and honestly one of the things that I really pride myself on and that I help I want to say that I help my clients do but I try to help anyone who I know who's suffering um, who I have a close relationship with I try to always see things through the lens of healing and to remember that like my healing journey is unfolding at all times through everything and that doesn't mean that I need to bypass anything that doesn't mean that I need to ignore the the pain and challenges I actually see this as like this is the invitation to feel and to really feel and to get really curious and to go really deep because My inner bully has this huge opportunity right now and I am the only person who can intervene. Like I am the one authorizing my inner bully to bully me and I can be the one to break that cycle and it feels like this launch has been an opportunity for me to really break the cycle of this inner bullying, right? And of taking areas of my life that are not quote-unquote performing and then using that as like ammunition for my inner bully like I'm observing it in real time and I'm also available more available than I ever have been in the past to 
disrupt that pattern and to intervene in it and to like direct it in a different way and that feels big like that feels new and big and I had never truly felt so empowered around my relationship with with this inner bully like I've always known about my inner bully I've always heard my inner bully my earliest memory of bullying myself and being really mean to myself was like in elementary school around this season that I had already talked to you about where I was you know getting in trouble in school for like some behavioral stuff and also like not performing well academically and and my parents were really mean to me and I was really mean to myself and there was just like a lot of like ragging on myself at you know seven or eight years old right and so when I feel into the gravity of this moment where I can really see my inner bully and can notice what's happening and can like direct the conversation to go differently that's amazing and that's huge and like I don't take it for granted that I'm here and I know that a lot of people especially like people who teach about emotional healing and emotional um growth are sometimes inclined like like I have said to only tell the stories about things that they've overcome and that they've resolved but I do feel like it's important for me to talk about this with you as it's happening because this is like a front row seat to what it has been like in my head for the past 20 years right so I have been really mean to myself and I have not been able up until now to see this as something that I could change I knew that I wanted to change it I knew that it wasn't healthy for me but I didn't really see that I could change it and there is a big difference here and I wrote about this in one of my emails like a few months ago but there's a difference between knowing that you want something to change and knowing that something can change And I wasn't very clear that it could change. And I wasn't very, very in touch with like what that change could really look like and how that change could play out practically and like what my role was in changing it. And I have been in therapy for years, like almost 10 years I've been in therapy and I've been you know, doing breath work, like it's, it's not like I've just stumbled onto my healing journey, right? Like, this has been a really big part of my life. But I never really fully grasped that I could change this thing that has been so present in my head for decades, right? And so it just feels new. And I'll just talk a little bit to you about what the change has been looking like for me recently in case that's something that you can apply to your own journey and we'll just see where the conversation goes from there like I don't really have an outline I don't have anything super structured to share with you I honestly just felt like I needed to get this out and to like yeah just just share this and make this part of my contribution right and so How it's been looking now is I notice myself bullying myself. I let it all come out. I write it down and I say all the really mean things that I want to say to myself. And with the launch, we'll just, um, I'll share basically like the different dynamics that are going on in my head. And part of it is about me, like mean things about me. Part of it is mean things about my business in general as a, like as a 
entity that's external to me. Part of this is about my relationship with you all and my audience um, and my beliefs about you all. And that's just been really interesting to see as well. And then part of it has been my relationship with spirit because my business is a spiritual business and it is very linked to my spiritual path. And so as I am offering my gifts and as I am making myself available to guide others, of course, my relationship with spirit comes up. And so these are all the different dynamics on which I see my my inner bully coming out. And if you are looking to apply this for yourself, you can start to ask yourself and just notice like, what are the different within this one situation? Like, where are the different, what are the different narratives that my inner bully is, is pulling on, right? So the different levers, one could say the different buttons that are being pressed, right? Like, and when you think about bullying as a whole, it's never just like the same, um, the same narrative that the bully is using. The bully is going to make fun of your hair and your parents and your clothes and, you know, your lunch. And the bully is going to make fun of like all these different aspects. And it's still just you, like the bully is making fun of you, but the bully is making fun of all these different aspects about you. So that's kind of what I noticed happening with this, with my inner bully coming out around this launch was like, you, you know, the audience, myself, my relationship with spirit, my business as a whole, not so much moody and magnetic, which is interesting because like I love moody and magnetic so much and there have been other offerings in the past that I haven't felt very connected to that my inner bully would kind of come for and would ridicule and just it's been interesting to notice like my inner bully hasn't in any way criticized the program like I love the program I know the program is incredible and that everyone who goes through the program is in for the ride of their lives and it's interesting because my belief in the program is so strong and my inner bully has had nothing to say about the program so we're going to come back to that because that's huge right and so noticing all of the dimensions noticing what specifically my inner bully is saying so writing it all down I was doing this in like a note on my phone it really like messy informal just like <laughs> what are you what are you saying about my audience what are you saying about me what are you saying about my business what are you saying about whatever and some of it was really clearly my dad like my parents like not that they were saying it but these are this is language and these are patterns of speech that I learned from them and it's so so interesting whenever I see that like these are the words that were said to me as a child that I am now saying to myself or that I'm saying to my business or that I'm saying about you all and these are not words that I you know that fell out of the sky they're words that I I learned to say and that at some point were were told to me by people who were claiming to love me and by people who were claiming to want to help me and this was all like all of the bullying that my parents did was all in the context of like parenting right and parenting is supposed to be 
guidance and it's supposed to be preparing you for the world and it's supposed to be supporting you into growing into the best version of yourself and all these like ideals of what parenting is and can be and so when all of this bullying was happening to me as a kid it was all in the context of parenting and so this is interesting for another reason I think we think a lot about reparenting ourselves and when we have toxic parents or abusive parents or parents that did not properly parent us then the idea of reparenting can be tricky sometimes because what we were taught was parenting was sometimes bullying and so I have noticed through just keeping track of what my inner bully is saying it sounds a lot like my parents which you know for some of you maybe that's not a surprise but the thing I'm realizing is like I'm telling myself these things because I'm trying to help myself. Isn't that wild? Like I am telling myself all these things about my business and about you all and about my um, myself and spirit because I'm trying to help myself. Like this is my nervous system's way of trying to guide me is through bullying. Like and I've seen this with my with my body as well, like my relationship with exercise and my body. A lot of it looks like bullying, but where I'm trying to lead myself is actually somewhere that like it would help me to go. I just don't know how to talk to myself in a way that is compassionate. Like I don't know how to guide myself in a way that's compassionate. I know how to guide myself in a way that's really harsh and in a way that's really like you know cruel but I have trouble guiding myself in a way that's compassionate and that's loving and that's gentle and it's so interesting because if you think about my brand and what I provide people with and what I most regularly get complimented on by others is like gentleness and coziness and being soothing and being like soft and comfortable and like creating safety for people and it's just really really interesting that when I am really in a state of like panic about something I get so mean and the meanness is like my brain trying to really like solve something like it's my brain trying to figure out how to stop a uh, really like how to how to mitigate a perceived threat and that makes sense given my story and given my childhood a lot of my parents bullying was in the context of mitigating a perceived threat or yeah like curbing some kind of perceived danger and so if I'm in a launch and it's not going how I hoped it would go and it's becoming a little bit more complicated than I'd expected it to be, then what my brain does is my brain perceives that as a threat. And then in order to mitigate the threat, my brain starts bullying me. It makes so much sense. And the reason that all of this is really important is because like, I'm not doing anything that is morally incorrect. And I 
don't need to judge myself for any of this. Like, my brain bullying me is an expression of my brain really trying to look out for me and trying to do its best to protect me from what it perceives as danger and trying to, like, steer me in a direction of safety. And that line of thought is new. Like, when I say new, I mean within the last 24 hours, (laughs) I was able to really see, like oh, like, this is what my brain does when it's trying to protect me from harm. Like, there is a literal perceived threat here. And I'm using the word perceived because that's, like, a whole nother can of worms is, like, my brain is perceiving this as a threat. But as I said, there are layers here, right? And so one layer is my brain is perceiving this launch as a threat. My brain is perceiving this situation as dangerous, And specifically not the launch itself, but like the launch um, results. My brain is perceiving the rate at which this launch is filling up as dangerous. And so what's that about? That's something to unpack, right? Um, Given that my brain is perceiving this as dangerous, my brain is defaulting to the mechanism that it has, the mechanism that it picked up from trusted people, my parents, on well how do we mitigate a perceived threat how do we resolve this we bully okay so my brain is bullying that's another layer right and then I notice my brain bullying that's a third layer and then the fourth layer is like I don't have to judge myself for bullying myself right now like I get that I'm bullying myself because it's what I think I need to do and it's it's my brain's way of trying to show love to me And of course, it's not like effective or helpful, but it's what my brain at this point up until today knows to do and defaults into. And I don't have to blame myself for that. And I also don't have to feel shame around it. Like one of the conclusions that I I came to this morning was that like, It's hard to look at this stuff for me because I have a lot of shame around perpetuating that cycle within myself. Like a lot of you will write to me and you'll tell me that you're on a healing journey because you don't want to pass on to your children what was done to you. And I get that. I don't have children, but I do get this idea. Like even I have these kittens (laughs) and I'll talk about them later, I'm sure, but like Sometimes I notice, like, I don't want to be extra mean to them for no reason. I don't want to yell at them. There's no reason. If they do something that I don't like, I don't need to, like, bully them about it. And I know that I'm being so intentional about that because I don't want to pass on the toxic home environment that I grew up in to these, like, young dependents that I have, right? And so it's hard to realize and to come to terms with the the idea that I am still perpetuating the cycle. I'm just doing it to me. Like, even though I don't have kids and even though I am doing my best with the cats, I'm doing it to me and I'm doing it very regularly and I have been doing it for years to myself. And like, that's heavy to realize. And... So it makes sense that it took me so long on my healing journey, like we're almost 10 years in, 
And it makes sense that it took me about 10 years to see it, to, to acknowledge it for what it is. Like, I am perpetuating that cycle onto myself. And it's really kind of like an unavoidable thing. Like, for a while, I would tell myself that I didn't want to have kids because I didn't want the opportunity to perpetuate the cycle. And that's something that has been changing recently. But it was a big part of my narrative for several years, especially in the beginning of my healing journey when I was really, really, really invested in like, like believing that my parents had fucked me up permanently which I don't believe anymore. But when I believed my parents had fucked me up permanently, I was like, well, I can't have a kid. That's irresponsible. You know, it would be literally irresponsible of me with all of my trauma to have a child. And that's something that like has kind of resolved itself, but I'm sure there there will be more to be resolved in the future. But I think what I'm saying now is that having the kid is not what causes you to perpetuate the cycle. You perpetuate the cycle anyway because you do it to you. Or at least in my case, I perpetuate the cycle anyway because I do it to me. And the way to break the cycle is more about learning how to treat myself properly than it could ever be about learning how to treat the cats or any future children I might have or even my clients. You know, because I really do take care of my clients and treat my clients really beautifully and I hold them with a lot of compassion and love and I can only imagine how much deeper that's going to be once I am giving that same level of compassion to myself because I would never speak to a client the way that I speak to myself in my head ever like at all I wouldn't speak to anyone the way that I speak to myself in my head and it's kind of coming back around to me that like I need to really just like create the space in my life to be kinder to myself and to not just accept like I think for a while I had just accepted that I had this mean inner voice and I would just remind myself like okay I have this mean inner voice but I don't have to make choices based on what the mean inner voice says. And I, like kind of like it's coexisting with me and I don't have to let it win all the time. But it also just doesn't need to be there. Like it's there because I am perpetuating its existence. And that's hard. Like I keep saying like that for me was hard to, to notice. And I think the only reason I can notice it now is because I have cleared a lot of shame around like I just I, I've cleared a lot of shame and I've built a lot of rapport with myself recently especially like I have very actively been reminding myself that I am unconditionally loved and that I unconditionally love myself and that there's nothing I could do that would cause me to abandon myself or betray myself or or like really just like you know throw myself under the bus like that kind of thing like really like And taking into account all the things I do and think and say, not like, you know, I'll love you unless you do something really shitty. I'll love you unless you, 
you know, no, I'm going to love myself regardless. I, I know that there are some really shitty things I have done and could do. And I call them shitty because they're things that I, I don't agree with morally. Like I have done things that I don't morally agree with and everyone has done things that they don't morally agree with or that like, you know, I, I, I've made a lot of choices from fear. I've made a lot of choices that like, I don't, I'm not proud of and that I wish I could go back and change. And like the regret piece of that is, you know, everyone can have their own opinions about regret. Right. But for me, it's like, even with those things that I would not choose again, even with those things that I regret, even with those things that now knowing what I know and now having the understanding that I have, I am deliberately not going to keep doing, even with all of that, even with all the cycles of behavior that I have, have broken and all the things that I've said to people that I really wish I could unsay, like even with all of that, I have demonstrated to myself recently that I'm going to love myself through it. I haven't disqualified myself from love. I, I can't disqualify myself from love. It's not conditional. Nothing I've done has ever been unforgivable. Even if I don't have it within me right now to forgive myself, I know it's forgivable And I know I deserve forgiveness and I still love myself. Even before I've forgiven myself, I still love myself. That's all new. That's all like, you know, within the past few months of of me really focusing in on that and making that a priority for myself. And so when I give myself the opportunity to really feel into how much I love myself how much I'm gonna love myself no matter what and how much like everything I do is forgivable and I don't need to really shame or judge myself about it, that creates the space for me to be honest with myself that I have been perpetuating this cycle. That creates the space for me to be honest with myself that like my inner bully exists and is so mean because I have set up the conditions where that's acceptable And because I have consistently let it go unchecked, seen it and done nothing to to redirect it, right? Like, it's one thing to have coping mechanisms to cope with something. But it's another thing to say, we're going to eliminate this. Like, with love, we're going to let this go. Like, we're going to clear it out. And... I think it's just really special. It's like a new place that I'm at in my life where I am really invested in clearing it out, not just going forward in spite of it, but saying like, I don't need to talk to myself that way. I am my number one client. I am the first love of my life. If I wouldn't say those things to someone else, why am I saying them to myself? And how, even beyond why, because why is always a, you know, question that gives clarity, but it it doesn't always move us forward to focus on why, why, why. I know why. I've always known why. I'm sure even when I was seven years old, I knew why. But 
how can I move forward? What can I do differently to to create an environment where that kind of talk, that kind of self-talk, that kind of bullying cannot thrive, cannot survive, can't make it, can't move forward with me. And part of that, I'm sure, is going to be just like leaning even further into self-love and self-compassion, continuing to tell myself kind things and continuing to like learn about like I really love learning about Brene Brown's parenting philosophy and I'm sure that there are other people who who really model and openly speak about parenting and thoughtful parenting and like really taking it upon myself to reparent myself in a way that's healthy not just perpetuate what my parents have done to me right and so that's kind of where I'm at now that's what I'm chewing on and working through I hope it was helpful for you in some way um if this resonated with you feel free to let me know you can always write to me on Instagram or you can email me hello at kasaithrive.com and if you are feeling called to join us in Moody and Magnetic if these are the kinds of conversations that you want to be a part of if you want to unpack these things in real time we do have a module coming up on connecting to your inner authority and honoring your truth despite your inner critic That module is going to be so much richer now because of everything that I just shared with you. And of course, as I grow, the work grows. And so I'm really excited to record and teach that module in the coming weeks. And between now and then, you know, the course is just going to keep expanding. The coaching is just going to keep getting deeper because I am so committed to this work that I'm going to keep growing And in another episode, I'll talk to you a little bit about why I think it's significant that I believe in Moody and Magnetic so much and therefore my inner bully didn't have anything to say. Because I know I said we would come back to that and I want to come back to it. It just feels right to have that be a separate episode because I want to just talk to you all about the ways in which you can cultivate belief around your dreams, even to the point where other people might not believe in it, your inner critic, (laughs) your inner bully might be mean to you about everything else and other people might not see what you're seeing at all. But I know that this program is amazing and I know that it's here to change hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of lives. Like I was walking down the street in San Francisco on this busy street and I genuinely felt anew that every person I was passing by either needed to be in moody and magnetic or knew someone who needed to be in moody and magnetic and I genuinely know that given the way that this kind of work ripples out especially because we we talk a lot about intergenerational things I have people with kids go through this program people with you know, everybody knows someone. And if you go through this program and if you revolutionize your understanding of what's possible for your life, and if you learn to really co-create in a way that honors your nervous system, and then on top of that, you you get 
all of this support on your healing journey and you get to really dig into these spiritual concepts and these these psychological concepts together and really learn how to grow and how to hold yourself like given all of that given that it's being led by me who is so actively invested in my own growth that the program gets richer and deeper in real time like literally the module that I'm about to release today I am recording it today and I'm going to release it today the module about taking action because so much has come through me recently that I that I was not privy to before and I need to say all of this new information in the module and so we got to record them like really in real time as close to real time as possible because I want to give you all the freshest and most updated information I can and the way that I taught Moody and Magnetic in the spring of this year is so different from the way that I'm teaching it now because I have been relentlessly healing and growing across those months. And so all of that is to say, the way that this work ripples out is indescribable. I know people who've gone through the program who are teachers and who talk to me about their students and how the way that they see their students and the way that they show up in the classroom has changed dramatically. And these these are people who are shaping the minds of everyone who comes after, right? The kids. And so when I think about things like that, and I know what I'm building and I know what I'm doing, I'm like, there will not be a person on the planet who hasn't been impacted directly or in, or indirectly by this work. And so given all of that, my inner bully has nothing to say. <laughs> it's not the work. We don't doubt the work. We doubt other things, but we don't doubt the work. Um, And so all of that is to say, I will dig into this more deeply in a future episode. If you're feeling the call to join us, you can totally do so for the rest of this week. And if now's not the right time, now's not the right time. No worries. All the love to you. I'm sending you so much love and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day if you liked what you heard in this episode then I guarantee you'll love my newest free class radical road opening in this class I coached participants live on how to open up possibilities in their lives around dreams and goals they had that felt completely blocked and stuck. Everyone who joined live had such a radical transformation and I cannot wait to see what it's going to do for you. You can check out all the information about Radical Road Opening and join for free.